0: Welcome to this week's MTD podcast. I am Colin Griffiths for MTD. Be a bit random if I wasn't for MTD because it wouldn't be an MTD podcast. But I've taken—we uh, were discussing off air what I've done to you, Jeff. I've, have I taken you hostage? Uh, I think so, Colin. I think it was a case of where you're here now. Yeah, you're doing it, so you have got no choice. So this is completely unscripted. So if we if we go off tangent off tangent, that's an oxymoron as well. I think, I think it could it? happen. Yeah, it could. So, for, but first of all. Jeff, who
1: are you and where are you from? Well, firstly, Colin, thank you for uh, for asking me to take part. I Appreciate that. I'm uh, I'm you Jeff won't. Gartland. I'm managing director of PSL DataTrack, uh, suppliers of production
0: control software for precision engineering companies. There you go. That's all done. Thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. I joke <laughs> short yeah, and sweet. <laughs> absolutely, but it's not a sales pitch about PSL Data Track. Of course, it where well, it is. Of course, it is. But we want to find out more about that. This, but we we haven't got a script. It is as I said, we've taken you hostage. We want to find out all about PSL DataTrack and. What on earth will it do to my machine? I'm running, I'm running an efficient machine shop. I don't need you you guys coming in and telling me how to run my machine shop. That's, that's quite brutal, but... <laughs> well, in
1: terms of machines, I agree totally, Colin. In terms yeah. of the machines, I'll leave that to you, but... Uh... No, don't leave it to me. That would be, be your first big mistake. <laughs> you are <as> the listener. <laughs> as a listener.
0: But if I, can, if I go, well, I've got my machine shop that's all running smoothly. The machines are making fantastic components. I've got some great engineers... How are you going to help them?
1: Well, okay, so the business side of it. So obviously the, the precision engineering side of it, the, the engineering side of it, that's often the thing that the subcontractor is really good at. Often they founded the business because of a passion they have, and the business side is something that has to happen, and it happens maybe in, not a haphazard way, that's not quite, quite a fair term, but it just evolves. Oh, if I've you been like. just some machine shops, it's a haphazard way. <laughs> we like hanging. <laughs> <laughs> So what Datatrack does, we, we try to simplify everything that the subcontractor has to do to run their business. So starting with a quotation all the way through to producing the final invoice to the customer, but all the steps in between, whether it's quality, whether it's scheduling, whether it's data collection, whether it's purchasing, stock control, everything is managed through the system. Okay. Don't list them all, but how many modules have you got? Uh, it's in of 26. Wow and growing all the time growing all time, growing based on demand really so so all the modules um, are up for review on an ongoing basis in terms of adding new functionality new features we run an active wish list system so existing customers can send in ideas right. for improvement new ideas um, and we look at in we look at um, in encompassing as many of those new features as we can, as is practical. Um, and new modules get
0: developed as and when there's a demand. I'm having a wry chuckle to myself because has anybody sent, ever sent an idea, and don't name them, of course we can name them if you want to, but sent an idea and you've looked at it and the team have looked at it and gone, what on earth are they on about? It's happened a couple of times. Okay, can we, can we get some names? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Okay, just write them down and we'll... <laughs> not on air. Okay, that's fair enough. But that's part of your... I mean, it, it's an off-the-shelf product, yeah. but you're tailoring it, bespoking it, whatever you... Well, yeah, the um, the challenges, if you like, that,
1: that have to be um, addressed are if you go for a standard system that, that is purely standard, it'll be too rigid. It won't provide the rich depth of functionality you need. If you go down the route of designing a bespoke system, it will just have that one company's ideas. It'd be very expensive to develop, very difficult to support. Think of data, data Track as a hybrid, if you like, in right. terms of we have a core system which is our standard product yep. with a huge number of configuration options. So we can set rules um, within the system for how it operates as well as which modules the customer has.
0: Right. So, as an, 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 an analogy, if that's correct, when you go and buy your next Aston Martin, for example, <laughs> other cars are, are available. I can go to that, that showroom and say, I want that car, but I actually want these rims and that stereo. And you can, you can. Modify it to, to your requirements. That's it, exactly, yeah. Okay. And sometimes
1: we won't have the right tint of windows if you like, and then we'll look at whether yeah. we can make that an option. I could
0: see you going down down the street with a window down, <laughs> just with the stereo blasting. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's just clarify this off air as well. We found out he's a Brentford, Brentford supporter want to talk football too much, but uh, that's probably the, the big bugatti maybe not, but uh,
1: you know. Well, I don't know. I think, I think now's a great time to talk football, Colin, because having, I mean,
0: having, having had Brentford make the finals of oh, the playoffs, Depend well. I'm quite could, happy. D- we don't know when this podcast is going out, so it might be after, after they've got promoted. <sighs> let's hope so. Okay. We'll see what happens. Anyway, moving on swiftly. I don't want to go through every module. I don't think people will want to go through every module, will no. they? But let's, some, some, some key ones. First point of call, I want to win some business. I'm quoting.
1: Well, yeah, so the very first thing the subcontract has to do is quote for every I inquiry. To, I was going to do
0: my gag there about Shakespeare, you know, at too brute, but that's <laughs> totally wasted on the audience. Sorry, I, I interject. So you've got, yeah... Quote, 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 quote. I've, got, I've got to ask you which Shakespeare plays that from. That's, uh, that's the only one I read at school, which is a long time ago before you asked. That is Julius Caesar. Oh, OK. As he's getting stabbed in the back, at two brute. There you go. <laughs> right, I, okay. I, I, I'm an educated person. I'm
1: impressed. I did Twelfth Night. Don't remember a thing. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Yeah, please, so, please. God, please. Just, yeah. Audience numbers are dropping rapidly. <laughs> so your subcontractor, they have to quote for every inquiry that comes in. Well, Unless they just want to obviously turn the back on some, but they've got to put a quote in, they've got to think about the process, they've got to think about the material, they've got to think about the subcontract requirements in terms of plating, heat treatment, and so on. So they've got to bring all those elements together in order to quote the customer based on batch size, amortization of set time, and so on,
0: right? And yours, well, before then, I, I, I'm doing, I'm quoting ai know, a fag packet, an envelope, an Excel spreadsheet that's taken me. An hour, it's a bit random. You'll well, t- you've, you've got several
1: uh, issues with, with taking that approach. One is a spreadsheet. Yeah, it can be very flexible. The calculations you can put in can be very clever. Um, but often it will be very time-consuming to actually uh, manipulate the spreadsheet. Second thing is, what happens when that quote's successful? I, pan- I panic. You panic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so what, you do, what do you then do? You put your order on, what, another spreadsheet? Where do
0: you, what do you do with it? okay. Ooh. Yeah, I go to another spreadsheet, absolutely. Or I just shout across the workflow, we need this making. So yeah. Because that is a draw and go on with it. So at that point, brilliant. So if you've just
1: shouted to your foreman, go and go on with it, you've got to record the sale somewhere. So everything you do from there on, if it's not systemized, you're going to be re data, there's going to be the opportunity for error, you've got the sheer
0: time it takes. And which subcontract business has time to burn? None of them, really. They, they want to, they, well, A, they don't want to be doing all this, and no disrespect to your product, Jeff, it is boring stuff, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and that yeah, quite, that's
0: quite blunt, but I don't want to be doing admin... Well, and... everything you do about a system,
1: so the system doesn't, doesn't make money. Right. It can, be far, it can be far more valuable than that, if you get it right. In terms of the machines make money, or the machine and the labour together make money because they
0: cut something, the machine is just flat on a PC, it doesn't make money. Oh, I'm gonna, no, I'm, I'm going I'm to disagree with you there, because we've done some videos recently... With your, with your good self and it does make you money because and we've had people quote on camera saying I was doing a job before and I was losing money I've got PSL in, this, in there now and I've actually realised I've been losing that money I've had to reprice it or get, or, or get rid of it so you are making these guys money
1: I'd agree with you it depends how you look at it you're right because it's not it doesn't it's it's about making your business efficient it's about picking yep. up issues you've got in the business correcting problems you've got yep. and the approach we'll often get is they can see the subcontractor can see the value in investing in a machine because they'll get excited about the cycle time improvements and everything else and how many access and however a system where does the enthusiasm come from it's almost a bit like talking about a new bank account or a pension to some of them it's a system oh i don't want to don't want to know about that yeah, but at the point yeah. they can realise. The value you get back from a system, you turn your business around and then they can start to see the improvements, the, the increased profit, um, the, the fact they've got far more customers because they're responding to quotes quickly and so on. At that point,
0: they're switched on. They can really start to gain the enthusiasm. Definitely. You're talking about visualising things as well. Another another part of the process or the, the, the software you provide the, the the, let's get right, the schedule or the dashboard? The status boards. Yes. See, I know, I know my product. I've been studying this and I've been <laughs> working all your, I know all your modules and I can't even get it right. Well, um, you did
1: say this was unscripted. Absolutely. So <laughs> your
0: status boards, now, now wherever we go, they're always green, but they're always different. They are
1: always different, yeah. So the idea of a status board, the idea came many years ago, um, really inspired by going to an airport Right. Who's needed training on looking at an arrival or departures board? Oh You yeah. just see it. Well, yeah. okay, maybe. <laughs> but most of us don't. Depends Even how it... long
0: you've been in departure lounge.
1: Well, it does sometimes. It's a point that says check-in close or gate close, you've or got you, an issue.
0: You're an issue. Only once has it happened when you get your name called. That's when you... Oh, you've had that? Oh, absolutely. Out cold in Singapore airport. <laughs> had to run through the airport and... I fell on that plane. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't good for anybody <laughs> else. Anyway, moving on swiftly. So, yeah,
1: our boards don't quite tell you when somebody's missed a check-in, but they're there to actually <laughs> take any data from the system. So if you visualise a board, you've got scrolling data. If it doesn't yeah. all fit on one screen, the status boards will take data from any aspect of the system and then display it anywhere you've got a board around the factory where it's relevant. Right. Um, you said about no two boards being the same or you see them all looking different. We always design them to customer spec. So at the point of a customer saying, I'd like a status board. Our first question will be why. Why do you want the board? Yep. What's it going to do for you? bit and of vanity. It could be a bit of vanity. And there's a certain degree of, yeah, you want to enhance the presentation. You know, you show customers around, you want them to be impressed by what they can see. Yep. But that's not enough.
0: It's about adding value. Yep. It should be there as an extra pair of hands. It's doing something productive for you. Right okay and some great places we've been we are actually going to visit again shortly Howard from Sheldon's got you know that was that one of the first PSL and the, the status boards one of the first things he purchased when he set the business up well it ago?
1: was at the point uh, at the point he started I remember having a having a conversation with him about the fact he would like to start the business with a data track system having had prior knowledge of it from another business he'd been involved in
0: and the status boards were a natural uh, follow on from getting the system implemented right. so what came first, the chicken or the egg? It, well, actually, they came together with PSL Track and the machines. They did, yeah. Yeah, okay. Another great, I mean, we do go to a lot of fantastic machine shops, Jota, I remember DP down in um, Cornwall. Yeah. Don't want to have to go there. It's a long old, well, we do want to go there. It's a great place. But they've got, <laughs> they've got the status boards absolutely everywhere from there, mate.
1: They will. And Philip will always say people like going on a Friday. I wonder why. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't, yeah. <laughs> Only if the weather's decent. But that's another story. <laughs> yeah. So
0: we sort of covered off the quotations of status boards. What about, you know, these days... I think, well, not these days, cash is king and also stock prices are going through the roof and also I want to <laughs> be able to reduce my lead times and make sure my customers are getting supplied in timely fashion. How can you help with that?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the truth is a subcontract precision engineering business is a complex operation to run because you, 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 there's a machine to feed. Yep. You've got customers from various industries with their own demands. You're making a whole range of different components from different materials. It's all got to come together. You've got jobs going out for treatments, to various different subcontractors coming back, tracing it all, scheduling it all. It's uh, it's a big challenge. So stock is part of it um, in terms of you can't make a job, you can't start a job if you don't have the material. Of course, you need tooling and you need various other aspects, but the material is a a key part. Um, Particularly at the moment, we're seeing material lead times increasing. Um, We're seeing prices of material increasing all the time. So there's a fine balance of making sure you keep enough stock of frequently used materials in stock so you don't slow down um, or you don't delay the machining yep. without holding too much that you damage your cash flow. Absolutely, because some of that, it can be quite expensive, can't it? It, it can be, yeah. But yeah. On, the
0: other, on, the, on the other end of that process then, my customer wants a load of components and he wants to have them delivered the same day or next day. So I'm actually storing a load. Well, yeah. So
1: some of our customers run a stock holding process um, whereby they'll make components for stock. Then they'll sell them on subsequent orders. Could be they're making in a large quantity for the efficiency and therefore the cost saving. But then they can deliver, like you say, same day or following day. Yeah. And they'll just take those parts from
0: stock. But it's all fully traced. Right. And well come come to we say trace, we'll come to traceability in a minute. Mm-hmm. But also you're saying about holding stock. You can work out whether it's more efficient to say twelve lots of fifty or do the maths, one lot of six hundred. Well cool. yeah. that that was uh, did you see how quick i did good. that maths that yeah. was good like, like, yeah. let's just hope it was right yeah i see the notes on that bit of paper yeah. oh don't give away the secret. that's not <laughs> fair <laughs>
1: but yeah so in terms of working out whether it's viable or not why not do a quotation put a quote in for 50 do a quote yeah. for 600 see what the price difference is yeah. that that amortization of set time uh, to be honest that's something to recover if you can
0: yeah 12 lots of setting time absolutely i mean Would it take it? Losing an hour each time? It depends on the complexity of the job, yeah. Sometimes much greater, yeah. Well, to quote our friend Gio Albanese, application-specific. Yes. There you go. Good Now, you mentioned traceability. Yeah. I mean, not everybody requires that traceability for whatever reason, but a lot do. How does your system help with that?
1: Well, traceability is integral within the system regardless. So if you're running purchase order processing as part of DataTrack, you'll place purchase orders for material, You'll book it in through goods received. It'll be traced through material stocks together with supplier certs, mill certs, and so on. There'll be an allocation history of which works orders the material has been used on. So at the point of delivery, you can declare to the customer where the material came from, which subcontractors were involved in any kind of process on the job, and deliver all that information. Sometimes you may not wish to divulge your commercial information, but depending on who your customer is, you may have no choice. It may be a mandatory
0: requirement. Okay, so, that's, so that gives you traceability, which can tie in with your accreditation as well?
1: Well, it can in terms of if you're accredited to, to whatever level, whether it's ISO 9001, 2015 or AS9100 or whatever accreditation you're looking at, you're going to need to demonstrate traceability. Um, and the system is key to doing that, simply. Okay, so I've got a load of filing cabinets and a bit of paperwork here, a bit of paperwork there. Don't need those anymore? <sighs> To be honest, I remember going to uh, one of our customers, it's a customer you visited, I won't name who though; it's not fair, um, but I remember th- they he, were looking... He's, he's,
0: writing, he's writing the name down right now. So yeah, you I, see I'll that, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but the customer was looking at extending their factory, they were going to build on um, a storage facility on the side for their paperwork, and they were chatting to the auditor, this is about five years ago, and the auditor said, well, why don't you scan it all? Because they were under the impression they had to physically keep all the original paperwork. And the auditor said, well, no, there's no point, because if I ask you to find that paperwork you'll yep. never find It's too much to go through get it scanned yep. start throwing away the originals once they've got to a certain age keep them for a while mm-hmm.
0: but then you've got that history long term on the system right okay and I, I'm not alluding that it was it's Will, Will Park I know when we saw them, those guys a little while ago they as part of their um, they have the audit process to keep that accreditation yeah. and he said you know what it just it's brilliant it just saves me rather than going to dig around for half an hour trying to find it and things like that 10 seconds, well not even 10 seconds, press a button, there's all your information, crack on with it.
1: Yeah, we've had countless customers give us the feedback that audits used to be a whole day affair and it was always, it was always one of those things where you'd be uh, sitting there uh, with trepidation of what they're going to find. Um, the feedback often come back now that what they'll do is they'll sit the auditor down, I guess at sociable distance now, uh, So say, right, that's the button to find a works order, type in the number, print the traceability report,
0: and there you are, you can find all the documentation that's that's on that document. So... Not it's only, all scanned in. It's yeah, all scanned, all scanned in. in. So not only you've got that traceability, getting that accreditation now, which could have been really daunting. Now, it's, it's not easy, but it's a lot, lot easier. Well,
1: it is because, to be honest, we find that, that most customers' quality manuals, they're written around the system. Because right. of the way the system is structured, the logical flow of information, they, they actually quote the system flow within their, you know, within their, their quality manual.
0: Okay. Now... Move, moving on, Jeff. You've, you've you know we've discussed this, your software. It's fantastic. So quotation through to invoicing, etc. I wanna I wanna buy the software. I'm a bit of a luddite. I, you know I'm great at making these fancy components and really tricky components and getting my five axis machine going. Or where where it comes to importing software and stuff like that and getting it working in my PC, I'm not really interested. Are you, what's going to happen
1: <laughs> it seems like a necessary evil you've got to have it but you don't want it you don't want the, the difficulty of putting it in almost yeah, yeah. so we'll take over we'll install this right. system for you remotely so you don't have to get involved in that just
0: just provide us with access to your pc and server and so on oh it's that simple it's that simple we'll do okay. it yeah right okay so i've got this fantastic new software i've got one module i've got 26 modules whatever it might be i need some training because i you know well are you going to give me any training well, yeah. I mean,
1: historically... Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Would you like something? Yeah. Um, the training historically used to be face-to-face, on-site. Uh, but things have changed, you know, particularly over the last year with what we've been through. Uh, we've all learned about Zoom, which, to be honest, a lot of people listening to this probably prior to 14, 15 months ago. Had no idea what Zoom was, apart from a nice lolly from maybe... A long oh, time ago,
0: no, you're gonna have to Google. I think, I think most of our consumed. audience are gonna have to uh, Google that. I've got no idea what you're talking about there, Jeff. Ooh. Knowing full well that he knows. He knows, he knows. <laughs> you're gonna have to. I'm sorry about this, guys, but you have to visualize the Zoom one. Is that like a rocket and had three different? It was colours? a rocket, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, I let myself down there. i showed my age. But anyway, moving on. So Zoom, it is far more modern now. I can stay at home or in my office, and you can edu- educate me. Train me, whatever.
1: Exactly. So the idea is now that we can actually do short sessions. Right. So it could be an hour, it could be, it could be less, it could be slightly more if you'd like, but we'll focus on an individual topic or right. a couple of topics. Then you'll have, have the opportunity to practice what you've learned prior to the next session. And those sessions can be um, as close together or as far apart as you'd like. Yeah. Obviously, we don't want to drag it out too far, but if you need... We have to always be conscious with training <clears throat> that the day-to-day job has to carry on. You've, you, we have to try to not disrupt the business any more than than is necessary. There's got to be some, but make it as minimal as possible. Yeah.
0: You've, you've invested. You have invested in, in this product, this software, to make your business run better. But you want to use it to its full potential. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so I've I've invested in this fantastic new software. Do I need a new Do, do I need a new computer?
1: Probably not. Uh, provided you've got a decent Office PC running Windows 10, to be honest, it's,
0: it's going to run Datatrack. So everybody, everybody's got one of those, haven't they? <sighs> he says confidently. We come across a few people that maybe quite <laughs> haven't. <laughs> right. Can we name them as well? Name and shame? <laughs> I'll write them down for you. Okay. Right. I'm getting quite a list here. <laughs> okay. So I've got my hardware. I've got myself. We're up and running. What else? You know, we've talked about quality, traceability. Yeah, so to be honest, the traceability is
1: obviously a key part of the quality within the system. Um, Now, what is quality in terms of... It's obvious to think of quality as being the dimensional properties of a component, the surface finish and so on. That's obviously key, the physical quality. Um, And... To make sure that that's, that's managed through the system, we have gauge calibration. So the instrumentation and gauges you're going to use to check right. those components are also calibrated on the correct interval and so on. How often are you supposed to calibrate a gauge? It's going to vary based on the gauge. So right. it's not, not a fixed interval. It can also, the, the system will take into account not just time interval, but the the number of works orders the job's issued to, so number of component checks.
0: Right. And depending on the gauge, that is that is important. Actually, I'm working on my memory here, which can be a bit bit. Fuzzy at times, but that, that, that's an age thing, I think. Because you say about the, the gauge calibration, I'm sure it was Charlie Caffeine who said that they, he actually used his system for his mach- for his servicing of his machines as well. so There's he, absolutely no reason you can't, and yeah. th- that's
1: a really interesting point. Thank you. That's the way. <laughs> the way we often like to describe data track is it's a tool. Yep. Um, and it's I how you use.
0: <laughs> as that as well, but that's another. I get another <laughs> story. <a> topic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it's how you use that tool. Right. So, if, if you use your imagination, sometimes you can actually get more than even we realise you were getting from it.
0: Yeah. Is, he, on, n- is he off to commission?
1: Probably. I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs>
0: okay. But, you know, we talk about this and he, he he's added to that by yeah. doing it for servicing his machines. Yeah. I've got this, again, I, I've written, I mean, if People have seen that, seen your videos that we've done for you. It is off the shelf, but it's bespoke. So, every machine shop is different. How are you going to help? How are you going to help me? How are you going to support me in that aspect?
1: Well, the important thing is we have to. Uh, when somebody's interested in putting in a system, we have to assess the range of modules that they would like to to run their business. So it's not one size fits all because yep. that just that just doesn't work. Okay. Um, you know, you get businesses of different sizes. You know, you've been out to see uh, some of our customers that are one-man bands yep. right through to customers that are much, much larger. The
0: legend that is Andy Seuss of Bedford CNC, and c for example. He's certainly on. one, yeah. 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 Well, he raves about it because he's... he's we have to mention his DMG Mori because he's, he absolutely loves that. <laughs> but he's got a problem because he's too busy now... But your system, it, he can quote, and he's got this lovely new quote system, and he's all in personalised, invoices, uh, personalised quotations, things like that. Absolutely loves it.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, the fact that he can now turn quotes around that much quicker, yep. the, the faster you respond to an inquiry, the more likely you are to gain the business, provided the price is right, obviously.
0: Yeah, well, how does that tie in with, I mean, with the price? There's a lot of, imp- lot of different sort of
1: data input there. Well, okay, so in terms of doing the quotation, we won't ask you to do any more in the system than you have to – Regardless of how you calculate it. So you have to think about the process because you've got to think about times, set times, cycle times. Yep. You can't do a quote without it. You've got to think about how much you're going to be charging per hour for that. Um, you've got to think about the cost of material. Yep. You've got to think about the cost of any subcontract processes that are required. To be honest, one of the things that's, uh, I think, easy to overlook, but the system doesn't, how much value are you adding? So if you take on a job where maybe uh, 60% of it is material cost,
0: that's a high-risk job. Something right. goes wrong. How much material value are you going to scrap? Right, okay, so you need a decent machinist, but that's okay. But also you're looking at the bigger picture in terms of not just the material costs, the hours to machine it, the machine cost, but also, you know, th- maybe even going down your profit and loss account and saying, well, actually we've got... Costs of the buildings, costs and things like that.
1: Exactly. So the hourly rate you're going to charge to your yep. customer, there's obviously got to be a profit element built into it. Otherwise, why is the business operating? But where do you start from? How do you get that, that base overhead rate to start with? Yep. And we produced a guide um, several years ago, which we enhanced and developed and so on, uh, much like the system. And that, that covers an example of how you look at the three main elements to give you that overhead rate. You've got the, the fixed overhead costs, the building and everything associated with running it. You've got the cost of equipment, together with, obviously, depreciation on
0: machines and so on, and you've got the direct labour costs. All right. But it's good just to give you a reminder, you know, an, an aid memoir, if I, if I can go a bit French on you, that's well, all right. Well, certainly. And if you want a bit more detail about that, we can send you the guide. Okay. No problem at all. I look, for, look forward to receiving that. Okay. So, we've done sort of the implementation. You're going to give them the support, the hourly rates. It's, um, it is a, a, standard, a standard system, but I can have my own little nuances, the wish list, I don't know, what else is it? I mean, there's 26 modules. On def- As I said at the beginning, not going to go through that, each individual one. Any any other ones that you want to mention now? In terms of key
1: modules, well, okay, obviously, scheduling is an in, sh- a very interesting topic in terms of what does it mean. So, scheduling is often something that subcontractors will be fearful of because you think of production lines, you think about finite scheduling with tea breaks and so on. Now, if you're running a production line, you can refine the process right. and be very accurate if you're a subcontractor how do you do that you've got a mixed bag of components you're making a whole range different quantities you can never put you can't put enough preparation time in to get quite that level of scheduling right. so what's right for a subcontractor it's about getting that process um, the, based on the order quantity working out the times needed by each operation looking at the delivery requirements looking at the subcontract time a job is out for and therefore calculating the optimum sequence to get
0: those jobs out it sounds way too complicated but that's what your system does that's what the system does okay so I'm on the fo- some, my customers on the phone shouting at me I need that, t- I need that today yeah. Well, at that point, they can have a look and they can see where the job's
1: scheduled and say yes, no, or uh, or an indifferent answer. It's right. but it gives that they can control. see they can see what's going on. Right. The worst thing you can do, you take a call from a customer, particularly if they're very keen on a response. You say, look, I'll check and call you back. Yeah. Although you may want th- thinking time, you've, it'd be far better to look at the system, see the answer, and tell them with confidence. Yeah.
0: Okay. And so yeah, you don't. A lot of things engineers say is all right. I might not be the cheapest. But you're going to get it when I say you're going to get it. That's and it. You're going to get quality product.
1: Yeah, if you can be reliable, yep. both in terms, of like say, quality, but also delivery. Depending on who your customers are, we've got one customer um, who said many years ago that the knock-on effect to his customer of delivering late was going to be enormous, cost-wise. Yep. So they were prepared
0: to pay for that extra bit of service to make sure they got the parts on time. That's it, nice and simple. Jeff, I think we've, co- we've covered a lot of PSL day tracks. So we've done your quotations, your traceability, looking... At sort of the hourly cost and just an aid memoir. Is it an intuitive system? Is it easy to use? Well, it is, but the truth is, I'm obviously going to say that.
1: (laughs) Um, But you've got to look. No, it's (laughs) not, Colin. It's it's, it's (laughs) so
0: complicated. No, of course (laughs) not. but yeah. it is intuitive though
1: it is intuitive you've got to look at what our customers say mm. you know they are the real people that actually tell you what it's like to run on a daily basis absolutely well you've seen the videos that we pr- produce for you guys as well yeah and, and it's been great to be honest the response we get is is, is, absolutely is wonderful
0: do you get the support of the sort of industry associations though, as well
1: we're members of the BTMA right. um, the British Parts Manufacturers Association yep. GTMA Gage yep. and Toolmakers Association and recently we joined Made in Britain as well okay so you've got that support so that just gives you more credibility in the industry it does it keeps us in touch with what's going on yeah and just to reiterate, it is
0: for engineering, the engineering
1: industry. It's for subcontract precision engineers. That that is
0: our main focus. There you go. So, great little po- well, great little podcast there. Anything else you know? would like to summarise for us, Jeff, or basically get in contact with you guys if you want to make Well, if, if you want to make your Engineering company well, be more to, be,
1: to be honest, please, yeah, if, if, if you'd like to talk to us, you know, get in contact. I, uh, uh, you can go to our website. Should I state so the you, website address? You state away. So www, obviously, psldatatrack, oh, <laughs> PSL d
0: a t a t r a c k.com. Okay, so com. That's it, nice and simple. Jeff, thanks for giving us a, a very broad brush overlook at, at psl datatrack. But uh, going back to the videos and things we've done, what the clients say they absolutely love it and it, it well ultimately it's made them more profitable and made their life a lot simpler that's exactly what they want it has and the satisfaction from seeing that is immense brilliant jeff thanks for joining us on an unscripted unscheduled mtd podcast but it's great to have you along the only downside is i found out you're a brent supporter <laughs> good luck in the class and hope you're in, when, you're in when, when this goes out
1: thank you colin for the opportunity and uh, yeah thank you for saturday all right
0: <laughs> cheers jeff <laughs> thanks colin